Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Welcome to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there, 609, nine minutes after six o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. My whole family's here tonight. Deb Green produces the show Longoria, a.k.a. Bison Filet on the other side of the takeout window. No, never, never. Low T Chuck screens your call. Low T. Got a big show tonight. Johnny Kilvoss will uh, join us with a fast food review. We're going to do Movie Monday in the second hour of the program. But before we uh, start, the show heard some breaking news before we came on the air Where Arthur Blank Hector owner of the Atlanta Falcons longtime friend of the show he's been on a number of times uh has sold 10% of the Falcons to uh a partnership for 300 million dollars wow you might remember for that yacht yeah well exactly the, he bought a 180 million dollar yacht plus he's going through a divorce i don't know what that means probably nothing for Falcons fans but uh if you do the math on that Longoria Ten percent uh, of three hundred million is ten percent of three billion dollars. Right, so, so that's, that's what the market evaluates the worth of the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Weren't the Clippers around that too when they were sold? I have no idea. Few billions. Yeah, but they had a racist owner. So right, was, right. <laughs> that, did that jack up the price? <laughs> yeah, I guess jack okay. up the price exactly right. Uh, so Mazel Tov, uh, Doctor Blank. Well done. Three hundred million dollars. Jews Nugget. Yeah, good stuff. Um, all right, so this is a, uh, a story we're going to start off with a show that hits close to, I think, both Loti and Longoria. Okay. Be- because you've both, uh, I've been there a couple times when this happened, you've both been kicked off of uh, flights before for various indiscretions. This story involves a kid who did nothing wrong but was kicked off a flight, not from Atlanta to Charlotte or Atlanta to Whitefish, Montana, or Atlanta to Tijuana, but he got kicked off a flight in Korea. 15-year-old Atlanta kid kicked off a flight in Korea. This is a story you want to hear, right? It gets even crazier than that. Mike Pachanek from Channel 2 Action News joins us, has been following this story all day. Mike, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? Excellent. So lay out the the reason why this kid was kicked off a a flight in Korea. So he was flying with his brother, 15- and 16-year-old brothers. They are going back to school in Manila in the Philippines where their father has a temporary job. And uh, they were in Atlanta visiting a sick grandfather. So they were here for a couple of weeks. The father said they got to get back. I'm going to send them uh, unaccompanied minors. They took a flight from Atlanta to Seoul, South Korea. And then they were supposed to get a connecting flight on Korean airlines from Seoul to Manila. So the older of the two brothers has a very severe peanut allergy, has been dealing with it his whole life carries an EpiPen with him, and is very careful to not place himself in situations where there might be peanuts. And so before they got on the flight in Atlanta, they told the Delta officials that there was an issue. And according to their father, 
Delta took care of it right away. They did not serve any peanuts on that particular leg of the flight, assured them that they would uh, take uh, all necessary precautions, and that is exactly what they say happened. They get off the plane in Korea, and the young man uh, tells the flight attendant and the gate attendant about the same issue, advocates for himself. According to the father, gets on the plane, and the flight attendant comes over and says, actually, I'm sorry, we are going to serve peanuts on this flight. We do not want to deprive other people on this flight of the enjoyment of the peanuts. Let, let me jump the, in uh, for a second, Mike, because I got yeah. to tra- traffic in a second. But this is this is South Korea, right? Not North Korea. This is South Korea. Okay, right? just, just to clarify, people wondering, oh, well, Kim Jong-un, he wants his peanut. No, this is South Korea. All right, so... It's a peanut-free flight from Atlanta to, to Korea, and then they got to connect from Korea to Manila, where they're going to school. And the Korean Air, is that the, the airline that they were connecting Korean on? Korean Air, right, that's a part of the airline of Delta. Says, sorry, and we don't want to deprive our other guests of peanuts, and they force the kids off the flight. Is that right? Yeah, well, first, first the, the young man tries to advocate for himself and says, well, look, if that's how it's going to be, at least let me sit in the back of the plane in an area where there aren't other passengers. I'll wear a mask. You know, I will, I'll work around this. Um, and the flight attendant wasn't going to have it and said, basically, you either need to get off or you're, you're going to stay right where you are. And at that point, the, according to the parents, the gate attendant um, pulled the young man up forcibly by his collar and walked him off of the flight. Wow. And he called his parents in a panic back here in Atlanta and said, sure. hey, it's been kicked off the flight. And they ended up having to fly him and his brother back to Atlanta. What? On another Delta flight. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they were here for a couple extra weeks, uh, about a week and a half extra. And this past weekend, they got on a flight with their father this time. And now they're back in the Philippines. Unbelievable. So what's the response? Because obviously, uh, you know, someone messed up uh, in Korea, right? This is This shouldn't well, happen. Yeah, so we reached out to both Delta and Korea Airlines, got statements from both of them today. Delta is apologizing profusely, saying that you know this is not how they do business with their, their partners, and they expect that their partners have you know policies that are similar to theirs. And that's exactly what the father was saying. If, if you're going to have a partner airline, they should espouse the same values that you do. And you know, so they, uh, they're sort of mortified about what happened. Uh, Korea Airlines is also saying we got a statement from them saying that you know their policy you know they, they need to follow it and and they can and will do better interestingly i was looking at their their peanut policy if you got a second mark sure. on their website and basically in their, in their in their policy they say look we we can't assure you that there won't be any peanuts on this flight well, there's no such thing as a peanut free environment on a korea air flight so they 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 have a list of accommodations that people uh, need to take in order to be able to fly safely, which is exactly what the teenager was trying to do, according to his parents, when he was removed from the flight. So yeah. the, both airlines have apologized. Delta is working with them to compensate them for the thousands of dollars out of pocket that they had to pay to get back. Can, you, can you imagine? It's like a 14-hour flight, at least, from Atlanta to Seoul, South Korea, right? And then you That's get the there, and then like, sorry, you're, you're, going, yeah, you're all, going back. Right back. Oh, my God. And the fact that these are teenagers— like, I would be, you know, as, as a 29-year-old adult, I would be, like, upset that if this happened to me. But can you imagine as a teenager and, and as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, you, you know, you just do what the adults say. So 
Oh man, what a horrible story! But the kids are yeah, in Manila right. now, and they're everything's they are okay. In Manila, they're back home. Yeah, but this was their first time ever flying alone, so great, uh, great experience. Oh my! I remember the fr- I, I remember the first time I flew alone. I was probably ten, maybe, and I flew down to see my uh, grandparents in Florida because, as Mike tells you, once you hit a certain age in the Jewish religion, you have to move down to Florida. So my grandparents <laughs> did that. And, and you got a Boca. I did not go to Boca, Del Boca Vista, phase two. No, and I went down. I remember thinking, like, I'm, I'm the coolest dude on the planet. Like, I'm 10 years old, and I'm flying down by myself. It was great. I can't even imagine what would have happened. Mike, amazing story. Thanks for joining us with the details. What a, what a crazy situation. Um, tough stuff. Mike Pachenik from Channel 2 Action News. Have a great night, brother. You too, man. Take All care. Right. What a, what a, I want to talk about this story. I want to talk about allergies. And flying in general. 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. This is a movie Monday, so long goes spinning the hits from a single movie soundtrack. Is Van Halen? No. No. All right. At the end of the show. Autograph. Oh, yeah. Of course. Deb Green knew that. Uh, At the end of the show, if you guess the soundtrack, you'll win the WSB prize pack. We'll come back with your calls Monday, movie Monday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Teenager stranded in Korea because he has a peanut allergy and then flown back to Atlanta. What a crazy story here. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Dennis joins in Atlanta. Dennis, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark, what's going on? Nothing, brother. What's going on with you? Oh, just, uh, that is a crazy story. I can't imagine being, uh, subjected to all that, uh, irony. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. Yes, and sir. And I know you're the smartest guy on radio. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank and you. And I, I know you got the answer. How come gas prices are going out the roof? Uh, the summer spring break driving season is approaching. I just paid two fifty nine. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, is that unbelievable? That is unbelievable. If you shop around, you'll find a better deal. So, you know, all the all this stuff going on in Venezuela, that has impacted prices. Uh, OPEC's got a little thing going on. And it's uh, spring break and uh, the summer driving season. Well, you know what? Trilby Lundberg will be on uh, Atlanta's Morning News on Monday, and we'll break down the gas prices with Scott Slade. So she'll have a more in-depth uh, answer for you. Matt is in Stone Mountain. Matt, welcome to the program. Yeah, I got, I got a problem. I think I may have missed this, but if the kid has got a peanut allergy pro- problem and the kid's walking around with a pen, that's going to keep him from having that problem. Why can't he fly on a damn airplane? Because the, he already knows he can't eat peanuts. So what do you, what do you, I don't understand the point. You, you broke up a little bit. What exactly? You don't understand the point. He can't, if the kid can't eat peanuts, the kid knows he can't eat peanuts. Yeah, that's not, you know, it's peanut allergy just isn't eating the peanut, though. That's not... All that sparks the allergy. But he's got he, he's got the he's got the he's got the pin with him. He can just stick it in his leg. You're right. I mean, how, how long, he, hey Matt? There's peanuts on the airplane. How long have you worked for Korea Airlines? I've never worked for Korea Airlines. <laughs> no? I worked for the United States government though for a long time. I, I hear a little a little South Korean accent in there. You sure? Let me uh, let me quiz you. Uh, I what don't is, think so. What does this I mean? What does this mean, Matt? Anyaseo. What, what are you talking about? The dude can't, If he can't, if he, 
If he knows he can't eat peanuts, what the hell is he going to damn? Why the hell? Do you know what? Do you know what? He's got a, do he's you know got what sarang hay means? Do you know what sarang hay means in Korean? No, I do not know what that means. It means I love you. you. Know what? It means I love you, Matt. I love you. Sarang hay. <laughs> sarang hay, Matt. Sarang hay. He's peanuts. That's all he needs to do. Sarang hay. Stick that pen in his leg. I want to talk about allergies, though. Crazy allergies. If you got them, I want to hear about them. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Sarang hey. I love you all. This is the Mark Am Show. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to Movie Monday, 639, 64 degrees on Peachtree Street. Severe weather, as Chris Chandler just mentioned. Severe traffic, as Mark McKay mentioned. Don't worry, we got you covered till 8 in the p.m. Talking about this crazy story, you heard Mike Pachanek from Channel 2 uh, highlight it for us. Uh, 15 and 16-year-old kids flew from Atlanta on their way to Manila. One of the kids has a peanut allergy. They have a layover in Korea. They get off Delta and get on Korea Air, which is a, a Delta partner, and uh, they get kicked off the plane because they, Korean Air's policy is they're not going to deprive anyone else of the peanuts because someone has a peanut allergy. The kid's like, fine, just put me in the back. I'll wear a mask. Well, no, they, they yanked him off. Flew back to Atlanta two weeks later, finally got to Manila. Crazy story. Uh, if you want to comment on that, fine. But I want to talk about allergies. Knock on wood, I'm not allergic to anything. I would imagine as parents, looking at you, Loti and Longoria, mm-hmm. like when you first had your daughters, like aren't you worried like, oh, is she, is, is she going to be allergic to strawberries or eggs or nuts? Like how do, how do you deal with that as a parent, not knowing what your kid might be allergic to? Yeah, usually with stuff like that, since like when they're real, when they're real small, you introduce – like a new food by itself every time, every week or something like that. Gefilte fish. <laughs> right. Latkes. Yeah, we, we, we skip that week. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you can kind of find out, like, if they have a reaction, and then it's better to, since you're only giving them one thing at a time, you can kind of pinpoint what it is. Yeah. But, you know. Are you not as allergic to anything? No. I mean, regular outside stuff, you know, they get allergies right now. But, pollen. And yeah, yeah. But nothing like an actual food or what anything. What about the worm in the bottle of a tequila bottle? Uh, they're they're still too young to drink that, but uh, we'll find out in their twenties, maybe. All right, Chuck, is is your daughter allergic to anything? Hopefully not eel steak. Not yet. Well, we greasy don't know. eel steak or nothing. No, 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 no. Greasy steak, you mean? I would imagine. Yeah, greasy steak. Yeah. Isn't that? Isn't there a test? Can doctors, mm-hmm. pediatricians, give tests? Oh yeah, like a scratch test or something, and and yeah. do it. Yeah, but they only do that like when they start having problems. It's not like they don't yeah, just they don't do just... it. To start off with, why should they should though, right? Have you gone through one of those? Yeah, no, sucks. is it rough? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's not yeah, fun. Yeah, they prick like a bunch of holes in your back. Yeah, and they put yeah, little and then things they see on which them ones they... flare up. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, there you go. That makes you sick. So it's it's not well, fun. I, I'd be rather better safe than sorry, right? Yeah. Like, what if your kid's mm-hmm. allergic to eggs and you give her an egg? You'll find out. Well, you'll, you'll find out the egg. first time you feed her an egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but if she, you know, something bad happens, and it's not gonna be that bad. I'd rather do the prick test. <laughs> right? Uh, Wouldn't you rather do the no, prick test? To be not if sure? you've gone through no. the prick test before. No. That is it hurts. painful, Dem? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's it like it's not just like it's you know once or two. There's like thirty of them, and it's just and they have yeah, to get it deep them. enough to get the allergen in your skin to get a reaction. Yeah, it's like a it. it's like a square it's with a, a bunch square of needles, with a bunch of needles, and they yeah. just poke you and then poke you and then poke you all over your back, and then whichever one they know which ones are which. Yeah. When they flare up, they're like, "Oh, yeah, you're allergic to this." Picture yourself being like two and someone doing that too. Yeah. No, I was like like never mind two like six months no, no. <laughs> it's bad happening. enough when you got to take them for a shot and that's quick that's, yeah 
two or three shots at a time. I don't know. What if your no. kid's aller- like deathly allergic to something? Well, you'll find out. You'll find out very quickly. <laughs> you win, yeah, like, but you don't want to find out in the way death- the emergency room and your kid's head is the size of a watermelon, or do you want to find out early not on? Be deathly allergic when yeah. you're that little. It's not going to be that bad. Can we can we give you guys prick tests on the air? Absolutely. Not. Sure. That sounded really I'm, weird. I'm, <laughs> allergy test. We're going to give you the allergy test. I might still be allergic to stuff. I was really bad when I was younger. What were you allergic to? Everything. Yeah. But food-wise, like, I couldn't drink apple juice. I was allergic to apples. I was allergic to tomatoes. So pizza, anything that had tomato paste, tomato sauce. What was the rea- what reaction did you have? Like, just, like, really bad, like, Mom. itchy throat yeah. and itchy ears, and my nose would run and sneezing and coughing. And hey, but have you grown out of it, obviously, right? Yeah, well, my mom had to give me shots. They um, taught my mom how to give me shots, and I would get them Apple at home. juice shots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to go to the doctor every day, Interesting. Basically. Rob joins us in Woodstock. Rob, welcome to the program. Hey, how are y'all doing? What's up, brother? Hey, so actually, my story is a lot like Smilin's. Um, I had no known food allergies, um, and a couple of years ago, I went down to Florida on a fishing trip with my buddy. Um, I had eaten shellfish all my life, probably had shrimp two weeks before this, and never had an issue. Uh, we went out for dinner one night. I had a plate of shrimp, and two hours later, I was being rushed to the emergency room going into full anaphylactic shock. Oh, my goodness. Um, so they got me on the IV. They got, you know, the they pricked my leg, got the Benadryl drip and everything. The doctor said I was probably about 30 minutes away from uh, not being here anymore. But I told him, I said, I'd never had a food allergy in my life before. You know, how did I didn't know that these things could just onset that quickly. And he said, oh, yeah, your body can just flip a switch. Yeah, unfortunately. Where one day it says, no, I'm not, I'm not handling that anymore. That, that happened to me a couple years ago, something similar. So not as bad as yours, but I ate, a, like, a bag of shrimp, like shrimp and dipped it in cocktail sauce or whatever. A and then bag? the next, well, like half a pound. I don't oh, know. Okay. Like well, a, yeah. It came in a bag. Sorry, in the ocean called. So, <laughs> so I, I got this rash up and down my left arm. Like I've never had a rash like that. And I'm like, what? What have I eaten that could have been? And I was like, oh, a shellfish. So I went to the dermatologist. I'm like, she's like, yeah, you can develop food allergies yeah. late in life. And I'm like, I only eat seafood. Can you imagine? Like, what the hell is going on? Thankfully, it wasn't. It was. Um, some sort of new, uh, I was doing a show when this happened. It was like some sort of new detergent or whatever mm. they they used on my thing. And I got it, but I was freaking out. Like, can you I, imagine if I couldn't eat seafood? It was nuts, but you, you can't develop eat it. anything at You'd all. Have to go back exactly. I'd have to go eat Chuck's greasy steak. <laughs> Is that what that you call gave, it? That gave Hot Neighbor a rash. Greasy steak? Well, yeah, when we were home disgusting. over Christmas. <laughs> it, gave, it did. She was freaking out. She said <laughs> it gave her a rash. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, all right, more on the allergies. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Yamamoto on Twitter, the uh, most handsome producer in all producery, says, you guys are wimps. The prick test is not that painful. Wimp, wimp, wimp. More of your calls when you come back on a movie Monday. This is the Mark Aram Show. want to know your crazy allergy stories at 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Michael joins us in Gainesville. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, how are y'all doing? What's up, brother man? All right, my crazy allergy is catnip. What exactly is catnip, by the way? That's the stuff they put on the cat's toys to make them go crazy. And you're allergic to that? I am actually allergic to cats. There was a there was a girl in college she was a French exchange student, okay? French exchange student. And uh, she she went to the school across the river, and we met out, We went and I went back to her house, and she had like nine cats. 
and I sat down on a chair, and it was the cat chair, like in quotes. I couldn't open my eyes for a week. And she was really pretty, but that was it. That was it, Mike. I couldn't do it. So catnip, I don't know. Is it uh, Longoria says catnip is delicious. <laughs> no, it wasn't that day. Right. No, it turned out <laughs> eight years old on Christmas morning. Ooh, that's not good. That's no. not good. I, I never knew what catnip was, to it's be like honest. It's like an herb, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for, for answers from Deb Green. She, I figured she was a cat woman. You're not a cat lady? What, what are you talking I don't about? Know. No, crazy cat lady. No, thank you. I didn't say crazy. I just no, said cat I think lady. It's a no. Jim's in Lilburn because you dress up like cat lady sometimes. No, anyway, I don't. Jim's in, Jim, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, how are you? What's up, buddy? Uh, I woke up one morning about 10 years ago. My face was so swollen, I couldn't open my eyes. So my father drove me down to the ED and they sent me to an allergist. And gave me the multi-dozen prick test, and of course nothing came up. Mm. And he said, "What the heck were you doing to create this?" Well, I was working with a type of wood called Paul Ferro, P-A-U-F-E-R-R-O. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I'll bet you that's it." And he said, "Any wood that is grown in a tropical rainforest has a natural insecticide. So anything like that, or rosewood, or ebony, or anything like that, huh. will cause." people to have allergies he said if you've got some sawdust left make a slurry out of it put it on the inside of your wrist and cover it with a band-aid and if it turns red in half an hour that's what it was so anytime you're working with that kind of stuff or at least myself and that's that's what it turned uh, out to be yeah so, and you have so to you're let me get the, you're allergic to mia farrow well it's the insecticide that is uh, treated on in the woods. natural uh, the insecticide in Mia Farrow is what uh, Jim was uh, allergic to all of your calls coming up we got Cheryl in Stockbridge oh Russ in Gainesville always a treat after news weather and traffic then we'll kick off movie Monday 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram this is the Mark Aram Show And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here tonight. The lovely and talented Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic. Bison filet on the other side of the takeout window. Low tizzle screens your calls. Before we kick off Movie Monday and take more calls on uh, allergies, everyone have a good weekend. Deb, anything exciting? Nothing too crazy. I taught a dance workshop, but that's about it. I thought you didn't have a body for dance. I don't. These are little kids. <laughs> oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, no concerts or anything? Not this weekend. All right. Longoria, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. We went out last night. Um, saw the Impractical Jokers at the State Farm. How was it? It was pretty good. Good stuff. I like their show, so yeah. it's kind of cool. I, I, know, I don't know anything about it, but I know a lot of people that want yeah. it. Low T, everything good with you? Yeah. Just hugging out the house, yard stuff. Nice. I don't know, boring suburban That's nonsense. good. I had, uh, I had my fantasy baseball auction here at the station yesterday. Oh, nice. How'd yeah. it go? It was great. It was fun. We got Nancy's Pizza delivered. Oh. That stuff is... I'm a late subscriber to Chicago Pizza. 
because I, you know, growing up, I was a New York pizza snob, so yeah. I only had Chicago pizza for the first time like five years ago. Holy smokes, that stuff is good. <laughs> it is so good. I love a deep it's heavy. Dish. Yeah, I mean, I love both pizza. I love all pizzas except for pineapple pizza. But um, that's not pizza. That's exactly. That is pizza. But no, goodness isn't. gracious, that was so good. I had an interesting Saturday night dinner experience. I'm debating whether or not to say it on the air. Yeah, you should. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe tomorrow. What? Come on. I got to check with Don't my better half to like see that. if I can talk about it on the air. Anyway. Uh, all right, Movie Monday. One simple Movie Monday topic. You ready? Deb Green found this. You guys, I'm assuming you've both seen The Godfather, right? Yes. Long time ago. All right, so you know the, the Corleone house, the compound, not the one in uh, Reno or in Tahoe, right. but the one in Staten Island. That house is for sale, Ooh. and it's surprisingly cheap in my estimation because it's in Staten Island, New York, which is like a, a nice part of New York. It's for sale for only $1.37 million. Which That's to, it? Yeah, exactly. And it's like a nice little compound. Like it's it's pretty crazy that Does it's, it run down? No, is I mean it, it looks pretty good. A like the land alone should be worth that much. Apparently there's been some crime in the area in the past couple years. I don't care. Well that's 60... that's what they're saying is is the area. Yeah, it's I mean it's a piece of history. They bought it, the the couple that bought it, it bought it in nineteen seventy seven for hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. But I would think it's worth more. If I had the money, I would buy it just for the historical purposes of it. Well, Maybe Andrew that's why can. Arthur He's Blank sold. That money. Maybe that's right, one point five million a year. Maybe that's why Arthur Blank sold part of the the Falcons. He wanted to buy the Godfather home. But anyway, so here's the movie Monday question: If you could own any home from any movie, what would you choose and why? Any home from any movie, it's yours. What would you pick and why? 404-872-0750, wsb talk Before we get to the movie Monday questions, we'll finish up with the allergy conversation. Cheryl joins us in Stockbridge. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Cheryl. Hello. Hi. Yes, I'd like an order to go. Order to go. Okay. Uh, pork fried rice. Two uh, egg rolls. And what do you want, Deb? Seafood lo mein. And and extra MSG. We're all out. Okay. Nothing with peanuts. No, I don't. No, that's kung pao chicken. I don't want kung pao chicken. All right. I don't know what's going on with Sherry. Idaho. <laughs> let's go to, uh, we're just hitting random sounders. Let's go, yeah, to, let's go to Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk what's to you. What's going on, Russell? Hey, buddy. Well, I was going to tell you about something that happened to me on an airplane flight, but while I was on hold, Mackenzie texted me. Ooh, remember her? I do remember Mackenzie. Sexiest the girl name. I met at the dumpster. Yeah, the dumpster girl. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen her in months, and she sends me a message, and it says, I'm sorry, I will make it up to you. And I said, mm. so I put, I still love you. And she goes, do you swear I'm on my way? Oh, so, so well, this got to be a quick yeah, call then. This this is the girl you met well, at the well, dumpster. I got another problem because there's a girl here now I got to get rid of. Well, who's this one? Do we know this one? At Lowe's. Nah, she's new. Lowe's. Don't worry, she's not going to be around. Does that mean you met her at Lowe's? You just called her Lowe's? He said no, Rose. Rose. Oh, Rose. Like Rose. <laughs> I thought Rush just nicknames the girls where he meets Home them. Home Depot. Yeah, Little Caesars is coming over tomorrow. Uh, Arby's won't return my calls. All right. Well, well. I, so you prefer Mackenzie to Rose then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can Rose hear this conversation right now? <laughs> Let's hope. No, not. I went in. I went in a minute ago and unplugged the radio. Where did you? Where did you meet Rose? On the bus. Oh yeah, of course. 
Yeah, in Gainesville, yeah. Yeah, excellent. So all right, well, she listen. She came all the way from Athens yesterday, so and she doesn't have a car. Somebody brought her somewhere. Oh, gonna wow, that's going to be awkward in a little bit. Mm-hmm. What time is Mackenzie <laughs> getting there? I don't know. I told her... I. Put it off because I said, hold on, let me call you when I get out of the shower. All right, listen, do me so, a favor, Russ. If Mackenzie gets there before 8, call us back and let us hear how this plays out. Okay. All right, buddy, because I want to know. And if not, right. we'll just hear from you tomorrow. I want to know what, what, what goes on. Okay. All right, thanks, Russ. Russ just swimming in it. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got so something. many, it's probably easier for him to remember them by the place he picked yeah, them exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Exactly. Dumpster. Who's coming overnight? Ponce de Leon. <laughs> 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 oh, excellent. Excellent. Who's who's coming over tomorrow? Soup kitchen. <laughs> Soup kitchen. <laughs> uh Jim joins us in Atlanta. Six callers ahead of us, Jimmy. What's going on, Jim? Hey, how are you? Excellent, brother. What's cooking? Got two quick uh type things. My daughter, when she was six, try to get her to take thirty shots. You want to hear screaming bloody murder? That was her. 30 shots for what, though? For your your allergy test. Oh, the prick test. Yeah, yeah. You should volunteer for the prick (laughs) test. No, I'm good. Get your guys (laughs) to do the prick test. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm the talent. We don't want to know. We don't want to mess with the talent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've got a buddy of mine. He's in his early 50s. In the last 12 to 18 months, has has gotten an allergy to four-legged animals. Oh, so no. Cows, pigs, deer, can't eat any of it. He blows up like a oh, balloon. Oh, he can't eat it. I thought just like the fur or no. something. No, cannot eat it. So he can't he eat dog or cat anymore. <laughs> no, he hasn't tried nope. it, but I don't think so. There was a, what I was, I guess this is very stereotypical, and I'm not going to uh, you know endorse the stereotype. When I was growing up, we had a Chinese restaurant, speaking of Chinese food, called the Oriental Pearl on Winstead Road. Great Chinese joint. And then there was like an expose in the local paper that they were they were putting cats in the food. Like this was, it was like the newspaper like broke it down. They didn't yeah. lose any business. They're like, well, it's the best Chinese joint in town. <laughs> so it's like, they were like, well, yeah, best cat. Was, literally, even my parents were like, well, we're still going to go, you know. <laughs> I don't think they could, you know, we'll order seafood dishes. We yeah. just won't order the, the crazy stuff. Did they rename anything? Said orange chicken? It's just orange cat? Yeah, no, just orange. <laughs> just orange? <laughs> orange, no, but, question mark? Like, there was this big thing. It was like, yeah, two, you know, 200 cats, blah, 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 all this stuff. And the place didn't close down. Everybody just shrugged it off. Yeah, they're like, well, it's the best place in town. I mean, what are, what, <laughs> what are, what are we going to do? do? I mean, it's, it's that or Subway, and yeah. we don't want to go to Subway. We, exactly. It's like, ignorance is bliss here. We're just going to keep going. Uh, it's since closed, I think. But, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Oriental Pearl. Uh, Phil's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Phil. Hey, Mark. I, too, am allergic to four-legged animals. So uh, eating them eat. or, like, like a, you can't pet a dog? Uh, no, 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 no. I can't eat them. Uh, several trips to the emergency room, tray, tray ready to go. Uh, like the earlier guy said, once you show up to the emergency room and you're in anaphylactic shock. Yeah. All right. Let me, a couple of quick questions, Phil, cause I'm curious about this. What, how, how old were you when you found out you were allergic to four legged animals? Uh, it's 53. It was seven years ago. 63? 53. 53. Still that's a, late in life. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, it comes from a tick bite. Oh, that makes sense. And, 
So all right, no so idea. again, another question. So four, you can't eat four-legged animals aside from a cow or I guess a pig. What else? What else can't you eat now? I can't eat possum. I can't eat raccoons. <laughs> Deer, uh, lamb. Yeah, a lamb, goat. No, anything, anything that gives live birth. So, so you're okay Is there another with. Kind? Uh, yeah, yeah, like eggs. 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 Yeah, yeah, like, you're you're okay with eggs, and you're okay with fish, seafood. That's so weird. There's yeah. got to be what's the name of it? It's not. They can't be just um, allergic to four-legged animals. Like, there's got to be a name. It's a, for that. it's a it's the tick disease it, or it, something. It's a tick, but it, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's called alpha gal. Alpha gal. Not Mia Farrow. Yeah. <laughs> so is that so that's different from Lyme disease then, which is also a tick borne yeah. disease. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, this was only uh I, I had it for years before it was actually diagnosed. Yeah. Uh, it, it's brand new. They've only known about it for three or four years. <laughs> brand new. New and exciting. Yeah, and, and, and dude, you wouldn't believe the number of people that you run into. Well, back to back callers. I never even heard of this. That's that's crazy. All yeah. right, Phil. I appreciate it, man. Tom's in Canton. Tommy, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, sir. Uh, John, put one on the head. Uh, there is a test where they inject small samples into your skin mm-hmm. and look for a reaction. That determines what you're allergic to. But, uh, what I was going to say is on my first deployment, the night before lockdown, we all decided to go into town to get this new seafood place. Mm-hmm. First time I ever heard of rock shrimp and the last time I'll ever touch one. It was pretty good, and by the time halfway back to base, I started feeling kind of funny. The guys are laughing at me, say, you the one, you weren't drinking, you shouldn't be bothered. <laughs> well, by the time we got back to the barracks, still had to carry me to the emergency room, and my head was about the size of a volleyball. Did Did you uh, deploy the next day? Open. No, two. Uh, my flight was three days later, but forty eight hours prior to, you're on standby. Okay, and uh. They said I had a severe allergic reaction, and same thing. Said if I'd waited thirty minutes, I wouldn't be there today. Oh my God! How long? How long ago was that, Tom? That was two thousand one. And you haven't had shrimp since. Oh, I eat shrimp. It's just a rock shrimp. What the hell's a rock shrimp? I'm gonna Google that during the break. Tom, thanks for the call, buddy. It's Movie Monday. We'll continue to take calls about the allergies, but uh, the Godfather Mansion for sale for only one point three million dollars. That seems cheap to me. If you could have any house from any movie, free, free and clear, Longoria, you don't have to pay, what movie house would you choose and why? 404-872-0751-800, WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 725, 64 degrees on Peachtree. You've joined us in the middle of a movie Monday. The uh, Don Corleone Mansion in Staten Island up for sale. Surprisingly low price, I believe, Deb Green. I, I would have thought this would have been like a $5 million home. For sale for only $1.37 million in Staten Island, New York. What movie home, if you could you could have free and clear, what would you choose and why? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Lynn joins us in Atlanta. Lynn, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark, thanks. Uh, Accepting any of the, um, of course, Godfather um, abodes, it would have to be the um, Manhattan penthouse in A Perfect Murder, 
with Michael Douglas, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Viggo Mortensen, which was, of course, a remake of uh, Dial M for Murder with Grace Kelly. So you don't you you want the the uh, apartment where she was attacked, not the uh, loft where the artist was living. No, yeah, yeah, I want where she got her revenge. Oh, in in the in Michael Douglas's place, penthouse. Yeah, exactly, the penthouse. That's not bad. That's not a yeah, bad. No, not at all. Yeah, I like that. Uh, a couple of answers on Twitter. You ready for this, Deb? And uh, and I'll ask you, Lynn. Um, Jackie Treehorn's mansion from uh, um, uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Where they has the party and yeah. this. I like this one. Uh, the house from Royal Tenenbaums. It was like that big brownstone um, in New York. Did yeah. you see that movie, Lynn? No, I'm I'm into the the remakes of of the uh, classics. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, that was not a remake, but uh, yeah, that's that's a good call on both of those. Uh, Tom joins us in Atlanta. Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Welcome, buddy. Yeah, love your show. Thank you, sir. Uh, weekend at Bernie's, the the beach house. The beach house at Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, here's another be, one. Yeah. How about the uh, another Michael Douglas one? You remember the, the beach house he had in Wall Street? Oh, sure. That yeah. was that was a good one. And uh, wow, all right, I got to think about this. I thought I had my answer. Longoria is going to pick the house. That Richie bought for his mom in La Bamba. <laughs> How did you know I was going to say that? I knew you were going to say it. Were you really? Yes. I and was. a nice little pool and everything. Yeah. All right. Perfect. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. Any movie house, you can have it free and clear. What are you choosing and why? It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Tom Glavin, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 7 to 37, 23 in front of 8 o'clock, Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 8 in the p.m. Monday through Friday on WSB. You heard from Tom Glavineer, friend of the show. Happy 53rd birthday to the Cy Young Hall of Fame award-winning lefty. 53 years young, Tom Glavin. He could still get out in there and throw seven innings for you, Longoria. Uh, 404-872-0751-800, WSB-TALK. Continuing movie Monday, the Corleone Mansion in Staten Island for sale in New York. Surprisingly low price, only $1.37 million, which I thought was cheap. This reminds me of a story. Uh, you guys remember John Lewis from the WSB News team, Rest in Peace? Yes. He sent me an article years ago. The house that Lou Gehrig grew up in in like Westchester County, New York, was for sale for like $300,000. And he's like, let's buy it and make a museum. And I was like, okay, well, we didn't do it. Uh, but that's like a historical house. Did they turn it into a historical house? I don't know. I don't know. They should have, though. Mm. Brothel now. <laughs> oh, no, come on, Chuck. Respect Lou Gehrig. Um, do you ever think about that? If you became like uber famous and they like Martin Luther King's house here, like that's now a museum or. Um, I don't know, George Washington's first house. Oh, like sure. Where I'm from, John Brown, birthplace of John Brown. Like his home 
his first home is a historical site in my town. If my house became a historical site, people would be like, this guy lived like Lincoln. (laughs) 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 Trust me, they look around there and be like, are you kidding me? Like, why is the bedpan over there? It's so small and there's stone everywhere. If if I ever became president and they did something like that, I want them to make my $300 apartment in college (laughs) Of yeah, the historical that's, that's site, what they want. <laughs> like that's that would be what I would choose. Back, like, you want to do something? There you go. I humble th- beginnings. Yes, humble beginnings. Exactly <laughs> right. I paid three hundred dollars for this basement apartment in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So that's it. Uh, the movie movie Monday question. What famous movie house would you own if you could? No, no questions asked. Bill Crane on the Piccadilly text line. Pick the one I was going to choose. Mm. Uh, the Biltmore which mm-hmm. we know just north of Atlanta, was the home in being there, the millionaire's home in being there. Mm-hmm. Imagine having the Biltmore as your home. Oh, that place is nice. It's like the biggest so uh, big. residence in the in the country. So that would have been my chat. But I have got some others now. I want to think about it. Uh, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Dave's in Marietta. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Mark? What's going on, David? Oh, not too much. Not too much. Do you remember Charlie's Angels 2? No, sadly, I do not remember Charlie's Angels, too, but go ahead. Well, uh, I can't remember her first name, but her last name is Hemingway. She was one of Charlie's Angels, and she was blown out of this house that hangs off of a cliff. So you want the cliff house? The Cliff House. Do you remember the Cliff House in Lethal Weapon 2? Ooh, I was just about to yeah. say that. Yeah. I don't well, know if that, I ever want to. That, that house has been used in several movies. Yeah. I don't, no matter how nice the house is, I'm not living on a cliff. I have friends that live out in California, yeah. and they're constantly being evacuated from yeah. mudslides and Forget fires. That. and no. Do you remember you. Uh, Get Shorty? The guy, oh, the, yeah, that was just on this weekend. Yeah, the guy lived on a cliff house, and he pushed the guy off the thing and the rail, and he killed him. I don't want, to, I don't want a chance to die <laughs> in your house on a cliff house. Yeah, no, cliff houses are out. Some some good ones on Facebook. Kill Bill's place in uh, Kill Bill Two, the Mexican pad oh, that you yeah, had yeah. there, that was pretty sweet. Um, and here's one that's cute: uh, the Tom House, uh, Tom House, Tom Hanks House in Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle. He had like a, a boat house, oh, like yeah, he lived on the water. Boat house. That was pretty cool. I could do that. But again, I don't know. Flooding, all that stuff. Yeah, but you could just float with Well, you flood. float and you're in yeah, a boat. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's That's like connected to the, the land. Nah. Un- just unhitch it from the dock. You'll be fine. You're from the driest portion of the world, Chuck. What do you, <laughs> what do you know? Just listen to what I'm telling you. Da- David's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, David. Hey, how you doing? What's up, brother? I'm going to have to go with Legends of the Fall, the log house, and Ooh. the backdrop, the scenery. That was real. So that was. Well, I think that might have been in Montana too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Chuck, Chuck might. That, so he had that they, that big pastoral home, um, and uh, you had the Native American guy living there. You had the stables. Yep. Yeah, that's not a bad place. That's that, an amazing place. For yeah, my that was a that's a good movie too. I got to rewatch that. Legends of the Fall. Uh, Nathaniel's in Augusta. Nathaniel, welcome to the show. Hello, Mark. Thanks for having me. How What's you doing going today? on, brother? Uh, not much. Just ending the day of work. Good on day's work. Back. Yes, sir. And now you're relaxing. All right. So you can any any movie home. What are you gonna What are you gonna choose? All right. I got one that's I got one that's like make believe, and then a real one. Okay. Uh, the ultimate man cave. Uh, Bruce Wayne Manor. You yes. Got the bat cave right under your house. Exactly garage, right. Garage. You know what I mean? Uh, if it had to be realistic, uh, Tony Montana's mansion. You know, 
that last scene, you didn't get to see much of it, but, you know, walk into the house, you're trying to impress the in-laws. There yeah, you go. Yeah, you know? Scarface. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll take uh, the Tony Stark one is good, though, because you got all the bells and whistles there, Longoria. Got a nice kitchen. A lot of, a lot of stone. Is that on a cliff? Kind of. Cliff-esque. I don't know. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, ooh, we do not want to know, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the taking. I'm covered with cheese. I aim to please. Happy Sweet 16 week. Happy almost baseball season, everybody. Amen. Uh, things are ramping up toward baseball season. We got March Madness, and we got a fast food review. What more do you want in life, friends? Nothing. Nothing at all. What's on the menu, uh, Big Papa? Well, most of the time, Mark, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have what? The facts of the life. facts of life. Well, in the fast food world, you take the bacon, you take the cheese, you take the potatoes, and there you have bacon cheesy tots from burger king obviously mark so they got a new twist on a crowd favorite that they had out before cheesy tots were out before they decided to add some bacon to them so now it's bacon cheesy tots it's not a tater tot per se where you know you get a tater tot and it's sort of the shaved potato all conglomerated yeah. into one thing this is more like a potato nugget <laughs> with potato, cheese, and bacon inside of a, you know, crispy outer shell. So I don't think it's a, it's a tot by definition, but it's close. It's kind of a deconstructed tot. Hey, listen, bacon. Hot. you put bacon on cheese on it. I'm not going to complain about uh, the the structural engineering of the tot itself, right? I mean, that the toppings are more important than the, the base at that point. Right. It is. It's just more of a nugget than a tot. I think they should have called them ba- bacon cheesy nuggets. I don't want to get too semantic. Understood. Here. So they're bacon cheesy potatoes in, in kind of tater totish forms, which which wants me to then buy them and watch Alex Williams' fiance feed them to Longoria because I don't know if you knew this, Johnny. That night of the were you there when the uh, he was there. You were there, but I don't know if he was. I don't think still. He, were you still there at the uh, the night of the Georgia Hall of Fame, the Radio Hall of Fame induction, and we were we were hanging out at that bar in Marietta. Yeah, and before that, I was uh, stealing Alex Williams' drinks from him because I was sitting right behind him <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> but later on, you didn't steal his fiance's drinks because uh, she was feeding Longoria tater tots. Yep. Like hand feeding him right next to Longoria's wife and right in front of little guy. It was quite a scene. Like they were grapes. Like they were like she was peeling tater tots and feeding Longoria. That was the best night of Longoria's life. That yeah, was. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. So maybe we can get we can get her to come in here and feed you those cheesy. I'm down if she's down. So uh Saturday night, Johnny, you're gonna like this story. Maya and I are heading back from dinner in an Uber and we go by the crystals on North Druid Hills and Maya looks at me Maya looks at me and goes, you know, Three rights out of that crystal get you to the pink pony. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Johnny Kilbasa. And then the Uber driver's like, you know Johnny Kilbasa? I'm like, no, we're just fans. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty oh, cool. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that's the official Johnny Kilbasa crystal, by the way, the one on North Druid Hills at Buford Highway. That's the headquarters. That, that is Johnny Kilbasa's headquarters, <laughs> absolutely. All right, bacon cheesy tots. I'll bring him in. Maybe we can get him to feed him to you. I'm now. down. Man. All right. Johnny, we appreciate you as always, and... It's the cholesterol. Hi, baby.
So am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to the Sausage Hut Podcast on any pod app or All things kielbasa on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. There you go. Bacon cheesy. You're still in Lent, right, Deb? When does Lent end? Easter. That's on a Sunday this year? Yeah. (laughs) It's on a Sunday every year. I know. That was a little joke there, Longoria. A little Jewish joke for you. Um, Wes joins us next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Wes. Hey, how are you? What's going on, sir? I appreciate your show. I love architecture. Thank you, buddy. Kind of diverse. I used to be a photographer of the Historical Commission. Got to go down to South Georgia and take pictures of all these mansions, and old folks, I mean, old houses, and they would get put on the Georgia Register where no money from anywhere could go against them. So I got a really good, um, diverse love for architecture. And my first pick, and get this, the Munsters House. <laughs> the the Munsters House, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, cleaned up and they you know, <laughs> cleaned up. <laughs> I just like the way it. It was sort of intricate. Everything was so woody. Speaking of speaking he of, named it while it got, huh? speaking of old Southern mansions, someone on uh, Facebook said the uh, Forrest Gump house, which is a cool yeah, house. Yeah, that was cool. They had a lot of property around in that yeah, tree. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to live in uh, where is it? Bayou? No, that where Alabama, right? Yeah, but what was the, what was the name of the town? I don't remember. Uh, someone knows the name of the town that Forrest Gump was from. He screamed it at Jenny. <laughs> Janny. He screamed it at Janny. Uh, Nalen's in coming. Nalen, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jen. Hey, Nalen. Hey, uh, so favorite movie. Well, I have two favorites, but um, The House and um, Something's Gotta Give. Diane Keaton's house, The Beach House. The Beach House. Very nice choice, yes. Yeah. And what then about... second house would be, since the lady, the lady reminded me of an old movie, uh, Perfect Murder, I was thinking of Demi Moore's Lost in uh, Ghost. Cool house. Yeah, but it was haunted. I mean, it's you don't want to you want to buy a haunt. Well, it's haunted with Patrick Swayze. I don't want to buy a haunted though, house. What about so Jack Nicholson was in that Diane Keaton movie? What about Jack right. Nicholson's uh, fancy apartment in um, the thing with Greg Kinnear and Helen Hunt? What was the name of that movie? Yep. Oh, um, someone's got to give. As good as it gets. As good as, as, as it gets. gets. They're like this very similar yeah. titles. I guess I'm I'm leaning toward either a beach home. Or a penthouse in Manhattan. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, David's in Tyrone. David, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, David. What's up, buddy? Uh, listen, the, the movie that I saw in the house I would love to dream to live in, and the movie was Murder at 1600. The White House. Because by God, <laughs> I want to live in the White House. All right. Someday. Listen, I'm going to be vice president someday, so I'll make that happen. Because I want to shut down 285 whenever I want. Um, you guys tell me your answers when we come back? Yeah? Sure. All right. Final chance to guess the movie soundtrack. It's been a hard rocking soundtrack. I don't know what movie it is, but you can guess now at 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. One segment to go on Movie Monday. This is The Mark Aram Show. Greenbow, Alabama. Greenbow. I'm so embarrassed I forgot that. Thanks to uh, Bean and Lee for tipping me off to that. Real quick, what movie house would you pick, Deb Green? I loved the house in Home Alone in Chicago oh, in that really that nice street. That is a nice home, yep. yeah. Longoria. What movie home are you picking, buddy? Uh, what you said earlier. The mom's <laughs> the house from Obama. That's Chuck, a cool house. What are you picking? I'm glad I had a backup because I was actually going to say the Home Alone house. I want the cabin from Great Outdoors. That's a nice place, oh, too. Yeah. Nice. You didn't, not the, not the uh, farm from... Uh, um, what, what did that caller say from Montana? 
The Brad Legends Pitt movie. Of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. Nah, no, no. no. You, that's where you grew up. You didn't yeah, I don't, I don't do that. What about a river runs through it? Nah, it was a little, <laughs> little, little home. Um, all right, real quick, ten seconds or less, or less, preferably. Tony and Marietta. Tony, real quick, what do you have? Mark, let me get that uh, mansion in Savannah where uh, they filmed uh, the movie. Uh, uh, midnight in the uh, garden, garden of, of good and evil. Yeah, good call, Jim and Covington. Jim, real quick, what do you have, buddy? Uh, I'd like Stromberg's Marine Palace from James Bond, the Spy Who Loved Me. Cause great could... call, great call, Cheryl. Real quick, what do you have? Uh, I was just calling about the allergies. My granddaughter is so severe; we have to carry four EpiPens. <sighs> So if that child had had a reaction on the plane and he was only carrying One, two. Yeah, it would have been tough. Bless her heart. Thank you, Cheryl. Bill's in Buckhead. Bill, real quick, what do you have? That very Frank Lloyd Wright-looking house at the end of North by Northwest. North by Northwest. Good call. Uh, A-Ron. A-A-Ron. Real quick, what do you have, buddy? Uh, Deb Green took mine home alone, but I would go with Toy Story as my backup. No, You know what? Story. No one said Christmas Story. No one said uh, Christmas Vacation. No one said, um, I don't know, a bunch Christmas of Christmas no vacation said. house would be good. Yeah. Kevin's in Cartersville. Kevin, real quick, what do you have? I, I, I don't need the whole house. Just the man cave from Neighborhood Watch. All right. Fair enough. Uh, no one guessed the movie soundtrack. What was it, Longoria? Like Father Like Son, 1987, Kirk Cameron. Oh, and Dudley Moore? Yes, where they switched. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. What a great movie. Do we have to get out of here? We do. Star of the show. What do we got? What do we got? Star of the show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, wow, everyone crushed it today, but uh, I'll give it to Mike Pachenik, who uh, joined us with that uh, peanut allergy story. Jonathan from Jefferson came in second. You came in second on Star of the Show, buddy. Um, my second movie would probably be Cars 3. Cars 3. Good call, Jonathan. Tomorrow we'll get an update from Russ, um, and we'll do some other stuff. I don't know what else yet. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Go to sleep, baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.